Good morning, church. Hey, it's so good to see Melody and uh, Noah Lane. Uh, Melanie, I have known since she was about five or six. That's Dave Greco's daughter, who was just with us a couple weeks ago. And uh, man, we, we just pray for them. God's hands upon them. And, and thank you for your support that we're able to support them going to Mexico. Hey, right before the morning's message, I, I have a little housekeeping item that I want to take care of. I, I've noticed that on our church social media that a certain staff pastor is using it as a platform to promote his own personal preference. And why I'm all about individuality, you know, hey, the Christian walk, it's also about balance. So I just want to bring a little balance to our church social media that there is another team in town. And I say, let's raise the pennant for 2020. Come on, somebody. There should be hearts. There should be thumbs going up. I should hear from Phil Kalish Jr. and Phil Kalish Sr. right now. I, I, I need to hear from Bob Davis, and, and I need to hear from Chris DeKine. I need to hear from Ed Amorsky that there is another team in town. We're going to raise the pennant and also... Hey, Nick Nisi, join the parade. Okay, with that out of the way, just giving proper balance. Let me just share with you something that put, put, took place in the summer of 1973. I took a group of our young people with some of our student leaders and youth leaders to great adventure for the day. I had a group of seniors who had graduated high school, and, and they were off to college. They were going off to college, and we just wanted to spend a, one more day of quality time with them, and we decided we'd go to Great Adventure uh, for the day, and, and that we would all hang out together. The first thing they wanted to do when we got there is they wanted to go on the American Scream Machine. Now, i got to take a little preference here for a minute. And just tell you, growing up in a rural area of North Jersey, a town called Califon with a population of just 800 people, the only uh, amusement park I was ever exposed to was the Califon Carnival. And the most adventurous ride I had ever been on as a teenager was the Scrambler. And the reason we went on the Scrambler was because, well, you'd get your girlfriend, you'd sit apart, and all of a sudden, as that Scrambler would start going, the centrifugal force would move her over close to you, and she couldn't move away. And, and you just take the opportunity to, well, you know what I'm talking about for those who have been on the Scrambler. So we get in line for the great American Scream machine, and I'm petrified. I'm full of fear, but peer pressure won out. We were about ready to get on the the, the ride, and we had to wait for a moment because they had to hose off a seat from where someone had gotten sick right before. Well, that just raised the stress level and the anxiety level even higher in me. I, I, I just wanted to walk away, but I got on that machine. I white-knuckled it. I closed my eyes as that ride took us 170 feet straight up and dropped you straight down with speeds of about 70 miles an hour, doing flips, doing turns, doing corkscrews, shaking you all over the place. Well, I made it. I know that that ride closed down 10 years ago. But over the past few weeks, I have to admit, I feel like I've been on that ride over these last two weeks white-knuckling it, closing my eyes, just wanting this time to be over with. Sometimes my mind and my emotion gets the best of me. 
It was during one of those moments where my eyes were closed and I was white-knuckling it, fighting the great scream machine, that the Holy Spirit reminded me of a sermon that I preached the beginning of March. If you remember, I, I preached on the symbols of the Holy Spirit and how in the Old Testament, the fire on the altar had to always be kept burning, that it was the responsibilities of the priest to keep the fire burning, and how we likened the fire as a symbol to the Holy Spirit. We talked about how we can't let the fire of the Holy Spirit go out in our life. As the Bible says, quench not the Spirit. And as I was thinking about that, all of a sudden, these words came into my mind. So it is with praise. So it is with praise. And then I reminded myself of a scripture verse that I had read a couple days ago in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. And I thought, as it's our responsibility as a priest not to have the fire go out, it's our responsibilities as the priests to make sure we continually praise God at all times. This morning, I, I just want to share with you three benefits that come from praising the Lord. The first is praise gets your focus on God. Praise gets your focus on God. To praise is to commend, to applaud, to express thanks. The Latin word pretium is our word praise, which means price or value. Value. When I think about value, I start to value, think about how I value my relationship with Jesus Christ. I start to think of how I value how he died on the cross for me and shed his blood for my forgiveness. I start to value my salvation. I start to think of how I value how he sits at the right hand of God the Father, always making intercession for me. I start to value how he'll never leave me or forsake me and how he sticketh closer than a brother. I start to remind myself how I value his loving kindness and his goodness, how I value his guidance, how he'll always be with me. And as I think about all those things I value about the Lord, how can I not applaud? How can I not commend? How can I not express thanks to him? Praise needs to be continually upon our lips. Don't let the fire of praise cease in your life during this storm. James tells us every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting 
shadows. Who does not change like the shifting shadows in times of uncertainty, in the midst of unstable times, in the midst of up and downs, in the midst of being shaken, in the midst of feeling like you're on the great American scream machine and you're white knuckling it, you're closing your eyes and you're just waiting for it all to be over. I want you to know that we have a stabilizing force. We have one who keeps us in balance. We have one who keeps us in alignment. We have a rock who is Jesus Christ that we can stand upon in unstable times because our Father does not shift like the shadows. It's an interesting description when it talks about the Father of heavenly lights. In our Father, there is no darkness. There is no deceit. It's pure light, pure love, pure mercy. He gives us grace. He gives us forgiveness. He gives us his love. He gives us every good and perfect gift that comes from above. Wow. How can you not sing of his praises? Look what God has given to us. Hey, if you're feeling a little down this morning, if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, start to consider what God has done for you. And as you start to consider what God has done for you, the things that you value about God, start thanking him for the blessings. Let praise just come forth from your heart and begin to focus on him. Do you know Psalms 22.3 says this? The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. As you begin to praise him, your focus becomes centered on God and his praise dwells among you. Secondly, praise increases your understanding of God. In the mid to late 1800s, there was a Scottish preacher by the name of Alexander White. And what was so interesting about him is he always began his congregation in praise as he began to pray for them. No matter what was going on, no matter the circumstances, he would always begin his congregational prayer with praise. It was one cold, miserable day. And his congregation was thinking, I wonder how the pastor is going to offer praise today on this such miserable day. Well, at the beginning of the service, Alexander White steps up to the pulpit and he leads his congregation in this prayer. We thank thee, O Lord, that the weather is not always like this. We thank thee, O Lord, that not every march is like this. Aren't you glad for a God who can even change the weather? Aren't you glad for a God who can speak and change seasons? 
Speaking about the weather, I'm reminded in Mark chapter 4, a, a story that you perhaps know also well. Jesus is in a boat and he is just sound asleep. And the disciples are, are rowing that boat over the Sea of Galilee and all of a sudden a ferocious storm comes in. And starts to rock that boat. They are white knuckling the oars. They become fearful. They feel like they're on the great American scream machine. As the waters are breaking in on the boat. Overcoming the boat. As the boat takes on water. They think they're going to drown. And all of a sudden. The master awakens. He comes and he changes things. He rebuked the wind and the waves. Be quiet. Be still. And in Mark chapter 4, verse 39, the winds died down and it was completely calm. And do you remember the question the Lord asked his disciples? Why are you so afraid? <laughs> I can just imagine Peter thinking to himself, why am I so afraid? Because I was in a situation that I had no control over. Duh! Wow. Aren't we in a situation right now? that we have no control over? But I know the one who has control of all things. And it's as you begin to praise him, you get a greater understanding of what God can do. Hey, I remember as a, a little kid in church, they would receive the offering, and then they, as the offering was brought forth, we would sing this song, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hey, not only does praise get you to focus on God, but praise increases your understanding of who God is. And third, praise helps develop, helps build your confidence in God. It's funny, a week ago Thursday, I was in my office having my devotional time, and out of nowhere, this song that I used to sing 35 years ago came to my mind. It was like Throwback Thursday. I, yeah, I understand that on Facebook you have Throwback Thursday where sometimes they'll post pictures of, of years ago. And hey, for you who don't know, your pastor has joined Facebook. In fact, my daughter said this, Bonnie. She says, it took a pandemic of epic proportion to get my father to join Facebook. Welcome to the world, Dad. And hey, I, 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 a shout out to John Miniri, 
my first Facebook friend. God bless you, John. Thanks for being my friend. And now I know that you're probably going to start, I'm going to get inundated with a bunch of friend requests, and that's okay. Hey, we're doing drastic things in these drastic times to keep connected. So I was sitting in my office, throwback Thursday, and this song came to my mind. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. Man, remember that song? That song actually comes from Exodus chapter 15. It's a song of praise that Moses sang as God delivered them from the hand of the Egyptians. Remember the Israelites moved up to the Red Sea and as the Egyptians, the army was coming upon them, God parted the Red Sea and allowed the Egyptians to cross on dry and allowed the Israelites to cross on dry ground. And as the army of the Egyptians came to the Red Sea, and got in the middle of that Red Sea, God calls the waters to flow again, and the enemy was defeated. Listen to the second verse of chapter 15 of the Song of Moses. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God and I will exalt him. Where did Moses get such confidence from? He doesn't say that the Lord might be his strength and the Lord might be his song and the Lord could be his salvation. But Moses says, without a shadow of the doubt, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my song. The Lord is my salvation. Where did Moses get such confidence from? He expressed such confidence because he had already seen what God was capable of doing. This coming Tuesday, I can't believe a whole year has passed, but this coming Tuesday, a year ago, this coming Tuesday, I remember being with my son-in-law, Joe, and putting his wife, my daughter, Bonnie, and my granddaughter on a helicopter to medevac them to St. Barnabas Burn Center as my seven-year-old granddaughter received burns on 25 to 20 percent of her body. And for four weeks she was in the intensive care at that burn unit with second and third degree burns. I can't believe a whole year has passed. But during that time, as I reflect upon it, like Moses, God was our strength. God was our song. And God was our salvation. And we praised him through that storm. And just like we praised him through that storm a year ago, we will continue to praise him through this storm because praising gives us a greater confidence of who God is. Praising him gives us a greater understanding of who God is. Praising him allows us to focus on him. Hey, can I be honest? I know there are times when you have to put your children in timeout. Over these past two weeks, I have put myself in timeout. There have been times when I've just told my wife, 
hey, I, I need to go sit in my den. I need to go lay down on the bed. I need time to refocus. As I was felt, I was being shaken, tossed, and turned, white-knuckling it, scared to death on the great American scream machine. I had to take time out to remember to keep the praise burning on the altar where once again my confidence was restored in God. My understanding of who God is became greater and my focus became clearer. I trust that during this storm, through Jesus, therefore, you will continually to offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Praise Him through the storm and know that He is good. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this time. Thank You that in the midst of these uncertain times, Lord, You have challenged us to keep the fire burning on the altar where we are not to quench the spirit. And Lord, as, as you have so spoken to me, we have to let praise continually flow forth from our mouth because it's a way that we keep focused on you. It's a way that gives us a greater understanding of who you are and it gives us a greater knowledge of what you can do and builds confidence Lord, we look forward to the time where we're going to be able to meet together, all together in this house. But until then, Lord, keep us safe, keep us healthy. And Lord, we look forward to that day when we join you together. In Jesus' name, amen.